everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. We are so excited today to be here to talk about another weekend of Hallmark Christmas movies that we have been so lucky to have. So I have a very special guest today. We have a friend of the show. Megan Weyerbacher is here for the podcast. And thanks so much, Megan, for coming on and talking with us. Yeah, no problem. It's fun. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got first watching Hallmark movies? Okay, well, the thing is, is I am, I've always been a fan of Hallmark movies. Like, uh-huh. I actually, um, when I first joined Twitter, as a writer, my bio actually had, like, a, a hashtag in there. Like, I went to write, you know, scripts. I went to write movies, you know. Um, so, it's just always been a dream to uh-huh. actually work with Hallmark. But that's kind of something I don't actually talk about in my real life. I keep everything. <laughs> <laughs> and work yeah. behind the scenes so when he reached out I was like oh my goodness yeah yeah homework. but yeah I mean I I grew up in a conservative home you know and we just weren't really allowed to watch a lot of things anyways but I never was drawn to um super like scary you know all the other genres like my favorite has always been heartwarming uh and romances just the things that you watch that make you feel better after you watch them you know but I'm an, actually an author of three books uh those are romances well, mm. and, yeah, and I'm a songwriter. Um, I've been writing songs since I was very young, but I never really did anything with them. Um, and then I finally just broke through the self-doubt years ago and bought a guitar, and I taught myself what I know now. Um, and I finally joined um, a music academy. So uh, Seth Mosley, I don't know if you've heard of him, but I'm actually in his school circle music academy. So that's been really really new for me honestly it's it's the beginning of like stepping out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and starting to share um so I just didn't realize how nervous I was about sharing my own work Mm -hmm. so um but that's where I'm at I'm trying to write songs I have one finished one under my belt hundreds of pieces of songs Mm -hmm. um learning how to work with people is a new thing and um, I've got those three romances out, and I've got a free prequel out to the first one, and I'm working on the family sagas now. So um, I, uh, I'm i so excited. And you know, uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. Let's start talking about these movies. Uh, so the first one we had is Homecoming for the Holidays, and uh, this stars Laura Osnes and Stephen Huzar. And it's uh, country singer Charlotte is home for the holidays, and brother Ryan's Fellow ex-soldier Matt is in town. Writing her new album, Charlotte works with Matt to build a house for a friend in town. And so basically, like, this movie, it's a, she had had a, a little kind of fling, I guess, with the friend of her brother uh, before they were going out uh, overseas. Uh, but they didn't really go anywhere because, obviously, he's going to be uh, going overseas. And uh, so she finds out her brother... Is coming back so she goes home for the holidays and uh, and she finds out that they're doing this um operation Homefront concert and so she starts getting involved in that uh she uh, is also a country singer and there's this guy named taylor uh who is a fellow country star i guess with her and there's all this gossip about are they a couple or whatever and uh she runs into the friend of her brother and also her brother's trying to decide whether he should re-enlist or not 
And so there's all this kind of stuff going on. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on this one? This honestly was my favorite. That's why when I, <laughs> when I did the poll, I was like really shocked. I'm like, Oh wow. There wasn't, this wasn't a favorite of the people who did the Twitter poll anyways. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Um, I loved it, but my husband is a veteran, you know, uh, we were in the military for 10 years. So I, I loved it. I thought it was so well made, so believable. I mean, mm-hmm. I was just blown away at these movies because sometimes you watch movies and you're like, well, that's definitely could never happen, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, I love this. I wrote down quotes that were said. All right. Good. Now, yeah. Yeah. I loved it mm-hmm. so much. It was probably yeah. my favorite. I actually wrote that down just in case you asked me that. This is my <laughs> favorite one. Good. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty excited for this because, uh, we'd had Laura and Stephen both on the podcast. So, you know, that definitely helped increase my enthusiasm, uh, to, to hear their experiences and everything. And I thought that Laura was a lot better in this than she was in the, uh, summer movie, the, um, key of love. Oh, okay. I thought she was a lot better in this, uh, just, I don't know, more natural. And I thought the story was better. And I think that her and Steven had nice chemistry. Uh, I think it worked, the two of them. Her brother, he left overseas before she became a sort of, I guess, famous for country singing. And then they, they both come back. Uh, the brother wants to re-enlist, but the dad thinks he's taking over the family business. H- how did you feel that that whole plot was handled with her brother? Um, it honestly reminded me of my own husband because, um, he had sort of, he didn't have a business opportunity, but there was other opportunities and and that's what he did. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, you know, for the family, it's hard for the spouse. Whenever you have certain expectations, whether they be unrealistic or not, they're there, you know? And I think whenever they found out, I was sort of surprised that, uh, that they weren't more emotional, but it's, you know, it didn't surprise me in the sense that. You know, it's Hallmark, and I know they don't like to bring too much sadness into it, you know, that there needs to be, like, a balance. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was, it made sense, because you don't want your child to be in danger, and so, like, the parents, as opposed to some of these, some of these kind of concerns, it feels a l- little bit less authentic, like, the parents want them to be uh, have some specific career or don't want them to become a singer or become a you know an actor or something like that like that uh whereas yeah. this, uh it ob- obviously you wouldn't want your child to be in danger plus yeah. they have this family company and the dad obviously he hurt his back and he's not able to do the same things that he was at once able to do and so i don't know it made sense to me that they would have the concerns that they had yeah and i was i i liked that they had him be in the military you know previously because he mm-hmm. was able to understand right um, yeah if that if that wouldn't have been there it wouldn't have had the oomph like that was mm-hmm. you know because he and he and i said that it, they didn't have as much sadness but really he cried he did tear up mm-hmm. um actually it was more than once so i don't really know why i said that <laughs> maybe it was just <laughs> like that i had at the moment and i forgot about that but um yeah I, I thought they did it very well yeah, and I liked the scene with her, with the mom, saying that the holidays are bittersweet because, you know, she gets to see them, but then misses them throughout the rest of the year and worries about them. And I thought that was a nice scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
I thought the uh, cookie baking scene was really fun in this. Movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was super great. <laughs> yeah, um, I loved that in this movie they were very slow to flirt because I like I like it when it's when it moves slow. It actually annoys me when books or movies um, rush through because just you don't have that build, you know, that tension that keeps. Mm-hmm in the game <laughs> um so I was like oh my gosh you know <laughs> I love the white knuckle <laughs> thing really. yeah like, <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah and I wasn't a big fan of the fact that there was that whole scene with the Stevens character asks her brother for permission to to date her his sister like I thought that was a little bit weird that was a little awkward I, from like a movie watcher's perspective, I can see that. And then from like the conservative author's view, like I'm always trying to make my writing more, um, not old timey, but have that classy feel to it. Mm-hmm. So I, and I think a lot of, um, a lot of the older generation too, like appreciates, appreciates that. I mean, I, it's, it's not as modern, but you know. Well, I mean, I, I just feel like these are adults. We don't need yeah. to do that. Like these yeah. aren't, this, it's not, they're not young at all. And yeah. so it was, it, that wasn't my favorite. Yeah. And then, so yeah, there's this concert, the Operation Homefront concert. And I thought that the, the high school girl singing best Christmas we could have imagined, that that was really sweet. Yeah. And it seemed like that Laura's character was a uh, Charlotte, I guess the name of this. She did have, I think, chemistry with the, the kids and felt like an actual sort of teacher. Yeah, yeah, I thought they didn't move it on. That was good. And you get Laura singing Oh Christmas Tree. Uh, and then this is when Taylor shows up and uh, Stephen's character is immediately very jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Taylor needs Charlotte to be in this Christmas concert with him and it's a great opportunity for her and so you know that's where the conflict comes in and did you did you like that conflict between Taylor Matt and Charlotte I did I'm a fan of the triangle thing Uh um, especially when it's not really a triangle which because when it is you have more tension and drama so I think it was it was done really well because it looked you know one way from Matt's point of view of course, but it wasn't like this, her, you know, Hallmark isn't going to do that. And that's good. They weren't going to have her trying to, you know, Oh, I'm over here and I'm over here. So it just looks one way. And that's where that mystery comes in that, that tension or whatever. And, um, I thought it was done really well. I feel like Taylor, Taylor's personality annoyed me a little bit for some reason. Uh-huh. I yeah. I don't know why, if it was just because he was a little bit on the immature side. Um, that could be, but maybe, you know, but he was going through family stuff, you know? And so there's always something in the person. Uh, there's a root cause usually of what's making them have that, whatever's annoying you about them, you know, that stands out. Um, so that he came around and, you know, took her advice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really that much of a love triangle, which I kind of appreciate. No, no. Yeah. I- it was, yeah, I liked the fact that when he, uh, when Steven's character sees uh, Taylor and Charlotte just, like, they're not really holding hands, but she uh-huh. kind of 
places her hand on top of his just giving him like some encouragement because his family is not very supportive of his career right and so he's kind of jealous of what charlotte has and uh, but steven's character he says that he doesn't like freak out like some people would in these kind of movies he just says we're just two people getting to know each other and i think we should trust each other and i thought that was kind of refreshing yeah and then we have the whole subplot of this soldier with some i think clearly some ptsd type problems and him getting this service dog which i thought was a really nice little subplot yeah yeah that was actually um one of my favorite surprises about the movie was that they put they put that in there because i mean i could see where that could have been done even without it and the movie still would have been great but to have have this guy and that in there it just meant a lot um we went through same thing you know so the message can go a long way bring that Mm -hmm. hope in there you know yeah i like the whole scene where he gets her number usually they don't do that in hallmark movies uh they kind of skip over Mm -hmm. but the yeah the answer between the two of them (laughs) yeah i loved i loved the connection there a lot um and when he turned to look back and was like oh my gosh yeah Yeah. Yeah. nice touch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they have these reindeer games which were pretty fun and she tells her brother uh she says i'm always on your side could you i don't know do you have any siblings could you relate I to do. that That's i do game. i actually have a note here that i love i thought the, the brother sister relationship was wonderful playful real yeah. it really was i mean yeah. they hit the nail on the head for me anyway mm-hmm. i know not everybody's just like that you know but I, I understand that and it yeah. resonated with me. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good too. It was really cute. And there were just like lots of little flirty moments in this movie that mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh, between uh, Steven's character and Laura's character and uh, and then just nice moments between the family. And it wasn't one of those things that you either have to come home, we're going to guilt you super bad about coming coming uh home for christmas this was like people that were treating everybody like adults which i appreciated i also thought it was interesting the scene where uh the paparazzi are are coming and he wants to like slug them he wants to you know whatever and she is just like okay uh let me uh uh, let me answer one question from you. Here's like three things we won't talk about and you, you can, you know, get your, get your thing. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take on, on the whole, we've had so many of these movies about famous people and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I thought that was cool. That was well done. I actually was like, kind of taken aback. I was like, Oh my goodness. Okay. But it makes sense. I mean, a lot, a lot of, guys would be that way especially military guys you know like, uh-huh. uh, I go, you know yeah <laughs> a little more good about them i thought that was <laughs> super fun <laughs> yeah it was a good scene i think between the yeah. two of them and then we have a uh near kiss uh but taylor interrupts them <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that they, I, I think steven and uh laura like i said did have nice chemistry and so it worked for me and then we have this uh they're, they're building this house, basically like Habitat for Humanity house. So Lara decides that she wants to do a concert at the key ceremony for the house. And I think they could have used the whole, the house building felt kind of a little bit like an afterthought. I think they could have used that a little bit more. 
they decide that they're going to have a concert but these people with taylor and the executive really want to have her in this this christmas concert she's like i don't want to leave my family and everything that's going on here then they decide that they're going to do it as an online broadcast uh, which seems like they almost never acknowledge in these movies that oh we could do we could do it on online so that was a little different <laughs> and the producer tells uh taylor to try to get charlotte to to be in uh this duet there's a moment where they basically like hug goodbye and uh and the producer uh the one of the journalists or whatever anyway it gets a uh uh they get a photo of it and and so that's you know it's gonna start uh obviously the main conflict of the story because then when then when steven's character sees it obviously he's upset by it uh but i kind of liked the fact that the scene between them when he's a little bit upset uh she she's the one who just goes for it and gives and kisses him and that was pretty early in it wasn't in the last 30 seconds but i thought the whole scene where she just goes for it was really fun Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i like that she just says i wanted you to know where i stood (laughs) that was good yeah and when he sees the photo he says he believes her and he doesn't really doubt her in that way but he's just not sure that they can make it work and uh, he says before we get hurt we just need to face reality so uh and i did think it was so cute he gives her forehead kiss (laughs) he gets her forehead that was cute good forehead kiss yeah <laughs> it's fun. They, like never get old and it's like okay uh-huh. how you, yeah writing it is different it's like how do you describe that differently but you know i thought it was great i i was i was annoyed because i'm always annoyed when the tension comes in i'm like oh i love it's a love-hate relationship of course you know you're like no yeah but you know there had to be there had to be something to, right you know, go apart and it made sense you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like uh this is too much <laughs> And there was a really nice scene once the the reveal comes out that he is going to be re-enlisting uh she's talking to her mom and her mom says it's not up to you to stop us from worrying i thought that was a nice nice oh. moment that was good yeah and that actress i i love the the power quotes in these movies mm-hmm. sure. yeah then uh we finally get up to the big concert and everything basically goes well and then he gives back his lucky guitar pick to her and they get together and everything's happy at the end so i thought this was a really cute little movie i enjoyed it i i think that uh, it was nice to just have characters who were all acting like grown-ups <laughs> there's nobody yeah. who was immature yeah. or frustrating or over the top or anything like that so yeah uh, i thought it was a real sweet little movie so uh, how many crowns out of five would you give this one? I would give it, can you do half? <laughs> half sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I would do a four and a half because okay. I always feel like there's always room to grow. Um, but I really like this one. I actually watched it first out of all of them. And mm-hmm. I that was the gut feeling I had at the end. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd give this one um, 3.75. I, I did really enjoy it. And I don't know how, like, it's just not one of my, like, favorites of the season but i did really think it was cute so very well done all right so let's talk next about our christmas love story and so this is our hallmark hall of fame but this one was interesting uh i think that 
uh, there's a very easy criticism of this movie. And I think that uh, some people will say, oh, it's a very first world problem movie. And I think that they're not wrong. That's, that is a valid criticism. But mm, I thought everything else was so strong uh, that that didn't bother me too much. But I totally get it because it's, it's all about, you know, these people, they're going to private schools and fancy parties and, uh, <laughs> and you know, big, like, fancy plays and live in New York City. And so some of it was a little... I don't know. It's it's a little different than a typical Hallmark movie. Like typically they're a little more homespun, I feel like, than this. Yeah, I at first I I thought that too. Um her personality really hooked me once I got in there. I think yeah. that's what because at first I was like, hmm, yeah, it definitely wasn't as homey. It was definitely a little mm-hmm. unrelatable, at least to me. You know, we live in the country, so <laughs> right. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I also, I just want to say a Christmas love story. Can we be more generic in our names? I mean, come <laughs> on. This is a Hallmark Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, this year we've had, we had a winter love, winter, uh, winter love story. Mm-hmm. We had a summer romance and then we're having a Christmas love story. Like, can we try a little harder with our names? I think, I mean, why not, <laughs> why not call this something to do with the choir? Uh, yeah that that would have actually been really good and not taken away um yeah i understand like a lot of a lot of work is uh trying to keep those main words in there for uh you know meta reasons for uh, being able to type you know find it quickly to look it up but it does it does take away from uh a place where you can have a really good hook you know right uh so this stars kristen chenoweth scott wolf uh, the summary is uh, that Kristen Chenoweth is a youth choir director who needs to write a big song for a Christmas Eve show, but is distracted when a boy with a golden voice joins her choir, which comes as a surprise to his widowed father. Uh, so what were your overall thoughts on this movie? I, at first, like I said, I just didn't know that I, I didn't think I was going to like it because I thought, oh, they're a little bit, a little bit older, not old, you know, but uh-huh. You know, I was like, I don't know about this. Um, and I just, I wasn't sure I was going to like the characters. But the more I stuck it out, I was like, oh, okay, okay. You know, you got to know them. You got to see this other side. And even her funny one, when she jumped up on the, you know, piano chair trying to inspire the songwriting, you know, I thought, ah, oh, it's so true. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. Um, the, the ending did take me off. It caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, they're not going to go there with that, are they? You know, I remember thinking for a minute, wait a minute. Oh, oh my gosh. And then it happened. I was like, oh, and I actually did cry. I cried on this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had real tears. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I felt like the music really elevated this movie a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I thought that uh, it ended up having. Um, I was worried at first because I could tell where it was going. Uh, uh-huh. When as soon as they mentioned that she'd given a baby up, I was like, "Oh no, this is going to be terrible." But to my surprise, I actually thought they handled that well, and I, 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 I was so sure it was going to be grown worthy, and then it actually wasn't. It was handled uh, very maturely, uh-huh. uh, and there wasn't any kind of like how could you how could you lie to me or you know or how could you do that or 
it was all very sweet and handled very nicely, I thought. And uh, so between the music and the fact that I love Kristen Chenoweth, she's one of my favorites, uh, <laughs> that I thought it actually worked out quite quite nicely. It was it was a nice little movie, and uh, so she from, turns out she's a choir director for this uh, basically it seemed like a, a private school. She had worked on Broadway for many years, and she had written and starred in a very popular Broadway play or, or musical. And uh, so she had kind of never been able to repeat that kind of success again. And uh, so she was sort of a little bit of a one hit wonder, but she, uh, but she still had a, you know, a career and everything kind of like that. And uh, what did you think you being into music? What did you think of her as a choir director? Do you think she did a good job? Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of probably the details of that kind of career weren't, you know, they didn't delve into the nitty gritty. Um, but, you know, have showing her in front of the kids and just her attitude, because when you're doing something like that, your attitude makes all the difference. I thought that her attitude, mm -hmm. that career, you know, guiding them, leading them was spot on. And the music was wonderful, you yeah. know, um, and, and the fact that, you know, her and uh, I can't remember the character's name, but the boy, uh, they both battled with the self-doubt thing. I just thought that was a nice um, message to put in there. I really love it. I, my notes for this movie was I love the message in this because they both did that and then ended up, you know, she ended up being his mom. Um, mm -hmm. And at the end, you know, when they were looked at each other, you know, when they were singing at the very end, it was just such a nice touch because yeah, so brought it together like a bow, you know? <laughs> yeah. So as part of her Christmas concert, they always have a new song and she, she usually has someone else do it, but the, the writer bails on her. So all of a sudden she has to do it. And she's really, really struggling. And uh, I'm sure that's something that you could relate to as you write songs and other things. Yeah, it's, um, I've never been able to come up with anything by just sitting and being frustrated. I mean, it's like, yeah. you just can't. You either have to do something or something will come out of maybe something dramatic that happens or just by being completely silly, like how she kind of got her creative juices flowing. But I, I totally got that when she, you know, she yeah so this this new kid comes in named danny and he's the the golden got the golden voice and she's just really impressed and uh, it turns out danny has a dad named greg and uh, his dad is a widower and we we love our hot widowers and hallmark movies <laughs> and uh, what did you think of their meet meet cute uh, in the uber yeah i loved that um it it caught me off guard. I just, I always love being caught off guard. I didn't think about mm -hmm. it. I guess I was so honed in. I wasn't, I wasn't in that mode of, Oh, look, it's going to happen. I just, you know, Oh, Oh my gosh. Oh, this is what happens in the big bags, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty I, cute. I thought it was cute. Yeah. It was good. It was sort of weird though. I thought the whole introduction of the fact that he is, <laughs> his keeping everything the same as the way that his wife decorated, even mm -hmm. to the point of, his office like that was a little why is his wife decorating what and then his assistant is just like <laughs> plastering his office with with decor 
And I don't know, that was all kind of funny. <laughs> I, I loved her character, though. <laughs> I loved her. I was like, I want more of this. I want more of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when he talked about um, the cookies, like getting it down to the nitty gritty, I was like, I don't know, though, if he would go that far. But maybe, I don't know. Yeah. You know, he really wanted to keep the tradition. But yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot, yeah. Yeah. And then he finds out that... His- the son is in the choir and he is not a fan of this he they had a plan uh that he is going to son was going to go to uh to business school i guess uh and that's the plan and so doesn't have time to be in the choir uh, so yeah i mean i wasn't the hugest fan of this conflict i feel like as opposed to the previous movie that we talked about uh where the parents i thought were a little more reasonable I mean, I, I just can't imagine not allowing your kid to be in the choir, you know, like it's not going to derail him being in a Christmas choir his entire life. I don't know. It was a little, it was a little much for me, but you basically have her deciding she is just determined to have this kid in the choir. And so she goes all the way up to Connecticut because he's not answering his phone and what do you think was that a little stalkerish for for you or (laughs) it's it reminds me of how um i make some of my characters and then i get very harsh feedback because it's not believable and you're like but i gotta make this thing happen yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, it definitely wasn't as believable she went up there though and yes you did you're like yeah you wouldn't do that in real life come on (laughs) <laughs> no, it, yeah, it was a little, it, it was a little unbelievable, but it was just so cute that yeah, you uh, couldn't be upset at it. Really, it was just like yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she ends up staying over because she gets stuck in the storm, and yeah. they end up yeah. they, it, that, they end up picking out a Christmas tree together, making cookies. <laughs> so it works out very well. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the Snowden tropes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. Favorite. <laughs> uh, and she like, sings, yes. Yeah, and she sings "We Wish You Merry Christmas," mm-hmm. and uh, and then they go out to the market, and it, things get chummy pretty quick with between this guy Greg and uh, Kristen Chenoweth's character. Yeah. And uh, so then she sings a song called "Lifting Up Your Voice," and I thought that the music really elevated it. It made it feel really Christmassy, first of all, and also it's just she's just a great singer, so there you go that's why you have to make it better um, and then they go they go see i think it's the it's basically the rockettes kind of they go to this this concert and then there's greg's christmas party that they go to his office party and he is santa and she ends up being mrs claus and that was kind of fun yeah i liked getting to see the, that side of him you know yeah. like he went from the okay the hardened like not quite over his wife and it slowly you know and it felt like at the end it picked up it just went you yeah. know when you you saw him come alive like really fast it was like wow yeah. and then her i think it's her is it her sister or her friend that other lady with the blonde hair i she was fun i liked yeah, I her think it was her sister it was her sister yeah. okay she was cute i liked her and i <laughs> and i liked how she's kind of like well, I have to go, you know, let have a nice time together, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. She was hilarious and very yeah. southern. Like, they had her character spot on. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. 
she was funny <laughs> yeah and then they go out and they 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 have kind of a nice long talk and that's when she tells him that she gave up a child for adoption and as soon as she said that i'm like oh danny's gonna be her kid we know that that's <laughs> uh and and i was thinking this is gonna be terrible uh but because <laughs> that could have been just so grown worthy but uh the the very next scene danny and Catherine have uh this talk and that he came to the choir to see her to find her and uh and it actually i thought was handled really well the whole conversation like it, there was no sense of sort of outrage or anger it was just like a really sweet little moment between the two of them mm -hmm. I don't think they could have done that any better in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And she, it's it's hard to write something serious, but yeah. very uh, light, you know. Yes. And she says, uh, I think his mom's name was Megan, I think, that she'll always be your mother, but that she's so happy that he, you know, had a, a great family. And it was just handled very respectfully. There was no sense of outrage. And it was just... I was very, they did a very good job with that. Yeah. It was yeah, good. She said, but can we be friends? Right. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. Um, it, was, yeah. it was good. And then <laughs> yeah. the, then he tells his dad and also there was no sense of like outrage or betrayal or anything like that. And I think that's why it worked for me. It was yeah. just, it felt, made it feel way more human uh, yeah. instead of some like, I don't know, sort of scandal. Like I was yeah. expecting they were going to do. It was all just kind of like okay we can work this out mm -hmm. and uh and the they were most concerned about danny and yeah i was glad too that they didn't make him too much of sort of the overbearing parent like yes he wanted him at the beginning wanted didn't want him to be in the choir but for the most part he just wanted uh his son to be happy and uh was just concerned about the goals that they had set and you know making sure that he fulfilled his goals uh but um like i said the children's choir i thought was very excellent throughout the whole movie uh and they did a very good job with that and then you have Catherine and danny singing at the at the concert their song did you like their song yes yeah I it, did. Was, it was really nice mm -hmm. and yeah. and uh, i loved his character um so yeah it I, was I loved very all sweet. of it um, and so then uh, Kristen Chenoweth's character and Greg, they have a really nice conversation at the end where she basically thanks him for, for raising Danny and he invites her to spend Christmas with them and they end up singing. It was cute. I thought it ended all really nice and, you know, sort of like this big, big group hug <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it was, it was a sweet, a sweet movie. Yeah. So, um, so how many crowns would you give this one, our Christmas love story? I'm gonna give it the same because I just love the balance in the characters. There was, mm -hmm. you know, the funny, but there were, you know, the soft-hearted boy and the, yeah. you know, the funny characters from the office, or even, you know, the guy that helped her, her assistant, the guy that played. You know, I, I love the characters so much. So, mm -hmm. good. Yeah. So four point five from you. Um, I'm gonna give this one a four. I really liked it. I almost in spite of itself. I I, I thought it, it just the music elevated it. I thought it ended up handling things with some degree of nuance. 
So yeah, I give this one a four out of five. Um, all right, then we have Christmas at Dollywood, and this stars Danica McKellar and Niall Mater and a little bit of Dolly Parton, um, and written by our friend Nina Weidman. And in this film, Rachel Lewis, a single mom and award-winning Broadway producer, uh, learns investors have mismanaged her latest theatrical uh, uh, holiday extravaganza into bankruptcy, forcing the show to close before it even opens. Dismayed, Rachel's friend calls from Tennessee to tell her about an opportunity to produce a show for the 20th anniversary of the Smoky Mountain Christmas Festival at Dollywood. The only caveat, Rachel will have to work with Luke Hackman, uh, a Dollywood's entertainment director who sees the holiday show as a stepping stone to become the park's new general manager. As the pair make compromises to please their boss, uh, Rachel and Luke realize love can come in the most of unexpected places. So what were your overall thoughts of, of this one with Christmas at Dollywood? I loved it for the location. I loved the characters. I thought they were they were great actors and actresses. Uh-huh. And um, I love the the relationship, the maturity, and just you know the trope in there, the extra thing they threw at the end, which I won't say because we're, we're not talking about that yet. But <laughs> I loved it all. Yeah. So this one for me, <laughs> I thought this one was was fine. It wasn't my favorite, but I thought that it was perfectly pleasant uh, and enjoyable. I uh, I I think the the party planning movies are not my favorite. Uh, okay. they, they can, <laughs> yeah, they can be kind of boring for me. And but I thought that the the banter between the two of them was was well done, and mm-hmm. so that kind of kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. And it, just a new setting, a new place. I thought it it helped. Uh, I, I do wish that we had more Dolly. Uh, I, I wish we had somehow managed to get even one more scene, I think would have made me a little, cause it takes forever for us to even see her. Oh, that was a little yeah. disappointing. They definitely dragged that one out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so basically Danica plays this event planner named Rachel and it was fun to see a little bit of Sarah Strange as her boss at the very beginning. And, and her boss is basically like, take the holidays off. Uh, this, you know, this thing that we were going to do, it hasn't really worked out. And so she decides instead of taking the time off to go and interview with, uh, for this job at, at Dollywood. And uh, obviously, I mean, in reality, they're going to be planning this, planning the Christmas stuff at Dollywood months and months and months of advance. Yeah. Supposedly she has to get this all together in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit unbelievable, but you're like, okay, we're ready with it. Yeah. But I was looking into it and uh, evidently they really do have this, this light parade at Dollywood and it's something they're really uh, well known for. And it looked beautiful at Christmas. It's kind of similar to the, um, at Disneyland, they have a similar a light parade, and the name has just flown my mind. But anyway, <laughs> they really do put on this big celebration. I could have seen more of Dollywood too. I think that would have been fun to have yeah. seen more of the park. But yeah, it was still it was nice to have just something a little bit different as far as your setting with this. And she ends up. It turns out she has family near Dollywood, so her parents are there, and so she's basically going back home. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that their de- decorations <laughs> yeah <laughs> got the one wreath guy and then they're like 
<laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of their meet cute is she's just, she's looking at these decorations. She's like, uh, what is going on here? Why is this happening? And, yeah. uh, and that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <like> that line. <laughs> yeah. And he is a, a very, like, we got to keep it simple. We got to streamline it. What did you think of the fact that she is just like, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. She did repeat herself. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the, 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 what they said was repeated. I probably about the third, third, it might've been the fourth, probably the third time. I'm like, wait, you just said that, <laughs> which I mean, we know she has ideas, but yeah, his, his joking back with her about it. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that's what you want in an event planner is somebody who has a bunch of ideas and isn't just going to make something boring. But then you also, when you only have a week to plan something, you kind of need to, to get it done a little bit. I think it, yeah. it, it was pretty cute. It felt very uh, Danica to me mm -hmm. uh, yeah. in her role. I, I liked the fact that they were in the office. They ended up in the office at the beginning. That's what hooked me. Cause at first I was like, Oh, it's kind of like you, you know, I like, I, I can handle like the event planning, you know, you're like, okay, well, it's going to be office focused, you know, whenever uh -huh. I thought, like you said, it was going to be more, have more Dollywood. So when, you know, when I started off with them both in there at the same time working together, I thought, okay, okay. So maybe there's going to be more attention to what it would seem, but you know, yeah. they were still pretty lighthearted in it, you know, what dramatic mm -hmm. Well, I thought they had, uh, you know, it's one of those uh, enemies to friends tropes uh, and they're forced to work together. And uh, I, I don't know, all this stuff could have been very boring, but I don't know. I just thought the dialogue was snappy enough and the uh -huh. two leads were charming enough that it made it work. Uh, whereas like last year with the Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe movie, like that movie was so boring to me. Like it was just like planning this party and there was nothing. Uh, I don't know. There was just nothing there for me. Yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Uh, so I, I liked this one much better than that. And, and so he wants to just do something simple with the 30th anniversary of the park. And, uh, and so they, they have this, this conflict and he's like, no more new ideas. <laughs> like, like just stop. And, uh, it turns out that she has always wanted to be a children's book author, but it felt like too impractical to, and I could relate to this first of all, because my sister is a children's book author. She's written, uh, four, I think four books. Uh, so if you want to check out Megan Wagner Lloyd and it's a, it was a long process for her becoming, you know, a published author. Uh, and, uh, but I can also relate to it because, uh, in becoming a film critic, I, I never really, I always thought that would be the coolest job ever, but I never, it's not that I told myself I couldn't do it. I didn't even sort of acknowledge it as an option. Uh, it, it just seemed like something impossible. And, uh, but then just kept working at it and working at it, working at it. And then when I got put on Rotten Tomatoes, it was all just kind of like, well, maybe I could actually do this. Maybe that's a possibility. And I still have a long way to go, but I don't know. I think there's something to it that you, you take the, the more practical approach and it's not because you don't believe you could, couldn't do it. You don't even really see it as an option. Mm -hmm. it does, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Completely, yeah. completely here. I applied for 
10 jobs before I would think of, oh, I'm just going to uh, try doing this thing on the side when I'm not working anyway, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like, oh, okay. I, I guess maybe this is worth a shot. <laughs> and so that was interesting. We find out about uh, Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, which I actually did know about. It's where she gets books at discounted prices from or as donations uh, from the different uh, publishing companies and things and uh, provides books for all, for libraries all over the country. And uh, and that that's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> yes. My own kids received those. We had a thing in Kentucky. If you were under five, uh -huh. uh, you got a free book a month. I mean, yeah. it's wild. That's amazing. I mean, we, we both agree. Dolly's the best. Yes. Right. Yeah. She's so great. Yes, for all that is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's a, a lot of people don't realize what a great songwriter Dolly is. That she's not just a singer, but you know, just written so many beautiful songs. Like, of course, I will always love you. Uh, she wrote uh, Jolene. So many classic uh, Dolly songs. And yeah, and then she obviously has Dollywood. She has a ton of different projects, and then this this Dolly Parton's imagination library she's just a, a really great great person uh they uh they have a whole montage did you like the yule log making montage um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun yeah uh, and fun. it made it made me smile because the very first time that we had nina on the podcast uh she talked about finding finding out about the yule log and because danica's mom uh makes yule logs every year it's like a thing in her family oh. and so i think that's part of the reason why they they brought it on and i remember nina saying in the episode of the podcast she was like uh, she's like this jew wants to try a, a yule log <laughs> i think it's great and okay. so uh i was like uh, she finally got to try her, her yule log that was funny to me and uh i thought it was it was something different than cookie baking so that was oh. nice yeah, I loved it. I love that, you know, they all did it together and had a little girl and she's like, yeah. I don't know what you're trying to do, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yep. Yeah. And, and so I like that. And we did get, they have a little scene where they go line dancing and mm -hmm. then they end up s slow dancing. And uh, we find out that, that Rachel had been a uh, widow, she's a widow and uh, that she has some you know issues that way as far as her confidence and luke says that she should should go and be a writer and and that's when we get hard candy christmas which is a great song from dolly i like that and uh, then she reads her old journal from when she was a little girl and starts to get kind of inspired uh, about her old dreams and everything but then it starts to get a little messy, I would say, uh, with uh, Luke getting this offer from a rival theme park. And, uh, and then Rachel gets an offer from her boss to become a partner in the party planning company. And then that's when we finally get to see Dolly. So it took us a long time. And I could have definitely, like I said, used a couple more scenes with Dolly. More Dolly, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes. I'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at Skylight Frames. And right now you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com, enter code HALLMARK. That's $10 off 
you enter code Hallmark, that's Skylight Frame, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code Hallmark. And what's really cool about Skylight Frame is we've seen a lot of these digital frames over the years. And, uh, and what's nice about this is that you can add pictures so easily. It's a completely digital experience. And so people can just email a photo directly to the frame. So you don't even need to be connected in any kind of way. So you could be looking at your frame and surprise photo from a relative, a friend, or whatever who has the the email could pop up. And that would be such a fun time, especially if you have somebody in your life who isn't on Instagram, who isn't as social media savvy, then I think this would make it an extra special gift. I'm definitely giving one to a relative in this Christmas. So I'm excited for that. And uh, it's, it looks really nice. It's not like bulky, like some of these digital frames that I've seen over the years. This one has, is a 10 inch touchscreen, really easy to use, satisfaction guarantee. You can get a full refund if you're not satisfied. Uh, so definitely check out Skylight Frame. Uh, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Go to skylightframe.com, enter code Hallmark. That's $10 off Skylight Frame. Enter code Hallmark, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code Hallmark. Because Dolly's actually a really, a pretty decent actress, too. I mean, of course. She's, I love her. She's funny. Yes. I mean, of course, she was in Steel Magnolias. She was in uh, 9 to 5, of course. We know her from there. Uh, there, I even have, I like um, her in Straight Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I love Dolly. And, uh, and then... She finally gets to meet Rachel and basically kind of thanks her for her work on the party. And uh, we didn't get any actual Dolly singing, though, in the movie. Was that disappointing for you? I really thought she was going to. When she was standing in front of those guys, and, and I, I was like, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. It, might... it did surprise me a little bit. I thought they were going to have her sing on there. Yeah. Uh, I, I did too. And who knows, maybe the problem was is that because you have to go and record all of that separately when you sing in a movie uh, in the studios and everything, maybe she just couldn't get that all done uh, in, yeah. in the time of filming this movie. But that would have been really nice if we'd gotten yeah. Dolly singing. But maybe next year, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but the, uh, then we get the parade of many colors. And there's like a few glitches, but I thought that whole thing was beautiful uh-huh. with the tree yeah. and the way that it was all, the way that the, it all moved kind of like a wave, yeah. the lights. It was really cool. They definitely made me, I looked up the Parade of Many Colors and it looked really cool. Uh, then uh, Rachel and Dolly have this com- conversation uh, where, you know, she's sort of struggling. Dolly kind of gives her encouragement and that was a nice moment, I thought. Oh yeah. And so she decides that she's not going to take the job from her boss, that she's going to stay in Tennessee and she's going to work on her books. And, uh, she, and then Luke gets the uh, offer to be the general manager. So they have their kind of happy ending. And so she's not going to be in evil New York city any longer. <laughs> and and dolly says now that is what i call a happy ending which was cute and then you see one year later her children's book is part of dolly's imagination library so that was that was really cute so uh how many crowns would you give this one um oh 
I think I'm going to give it the same because I I would have liked it better if it had more Dolly, more, more of the part. Um, and I can't give it less. I'm going with four and a half. Oh, look at that. Okay. I'm going to give this one 3.5. I enjoyed it. I thought it was sweet. Uh, I could have used definitely more Dolly. The party planning, even though I thought this one was pretty well done, still isn't my favorite, but I did think that they executed it well and I like Danica and Niall together. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm going to give it 3.5. I really like the, the light parade as well. That was really cool. Uh, so that is what I give Christmas with Dolly with. All right. One more left from this weekend. It's called time for me to come home home for christmas what did you think of the time for you to come home for christmas from last year i actually did not see that one. Oh, you didn't okay <laughs> no i didn't I was yeah like, oh. and i kind of ran out of time i wanted to go back and watch that <laughs> oh yeah so uh, it's not the best but it's not the worst either it was actually on a weekend where i didn't like any of the movies i was Oh. grumpy pants that weekend and <laughs> uh, and so uh it was a little bit uh it was but it was actually my favorite of the four from that weekend even though i wasn't like super high on any of them uh because basically the story of the first one was you have these two people who uh who are trying to get home for christmas and one thing after another thing after another thing kind of stops them and stops them uh and uh, i thought that the little uh stops were charming enough uh even though i didn't think there was great chemistry between the two leads uh i thought it was pleasant enough i guess for this and so coming into this i didn't know what to expect but i i think this one is quite different than the first one uh, quite different uh because the first one was based on a book that was written by blake shelton's mom and uh and then it's based on the name comes from his he has a song called time for uh you to come home for christmas or whatever and uh, supposedly blake shelton is executive producer of this this movie but i would love to know how much that really means i bet that <laughs> i mean i doubt that he's on set every day <laughs> I think it's yeah. <laughs> probably quite minimal his executive producing in, involved with this, but nevertheless. Uh, and so this movie, it stars Allison Sweeney and she uh, plays this woman who uh, has lost her husband. She's a widow and she is just really struggling with the holidays as many people do. And then she, but she decides I'm going to come home for Christmas. It's, it's actually quite brave of her. She's really struggling uh, because everything she sees when she's home just basically breaks her heart. Uh, and then she ends up running into this musician played by Lucas Bryant and they have a surprise connection. Uh, what were your overall thoughts about this one? Well, actually, as you're talking, I'm like, okay, I think I did watch the wrong one. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Uh oh. But, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I have notes for the country singer guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I Allison apologize. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all right. That that can happen. Uh, so, well, I'll just talk a little bit about it real quick then. So, uh, in this movie, she plays a woman who has this tragedy with her husband and he had been in the army and then had come home and he died in this car accident and is just really struggling and uh i thought that Allison did such a good job of really selling uh that grief 
And I, I think you could feel it in her face. You'd feel it in her emotions. It was very touching. I didn't think that she necessarily had the best chemistry with Lucas Bryant. Like it was fine, but I, I thought that she just really sold like every time she would look at something and then remember her husband and she would, you could see it in her face. Uh, and she has this son. So she decides to go home for Christmas because she wants to do what's right for her son and for him to have a relationship with his grandmother and everything like that and her parents. And uh, so she, uh, she decides to to come home, and she thinks that at first that Lucas Bryant is a uh, is singing for for money like a peddler, and uh, she puts a dollar bill in his coffee cup, and he's like, "Wait, <laughs> not not doing that." So there's a kind of a cute meet cute. Uh, there's a whole conversation between her and her mom where and and her and her son. She says that ha- happy memories can become sad, and that's really true. That. And you're looking back on when you miss somebody, something that was such a happy memory and you are happy to remember it, but it's also sad because you miss them so much. And, and that was kind of a theme of the movie. And uh, so it turns out there's this, the whole reason that Lucas's character is, was coming to the town is because there's the centennial party, uh, centennial thing, the snowball that uh, there's this band that would play at the snowball and everybody who's in the centennial uh, band, it got this stopwatch uh, and there were only 30 of the stopwatches made. Well, he, it turns out, well, do you, do you care if I spoil it? Go for it. I'm okay. taking it all in. I'm so okay. I'm imagining it in my mind. <laughs> okay. Well, so he wants to repay uh, the person that uh, helped him at one point in his life because he was kind of completely messed up after he came back from uh, when he was overseas and he went to a dark place in uh, at the army and he was saved by a serviceman in this car accident that he was in and he ends up having the he wants to say thank you so he he, he has this the only thing he has has of him is this stopwatch and so he finally decides that he can kind of face it all and he goes to this centennial um, concert and uh, this band. And so he's going to be in the band and he doesn't realize that the person who saved his life till the very end was Allison's husband, Tyler. And, and so there's some cute scenes between the two of them. There's a baking scene, which I really liked where they're baking croissants and that was something again a little different it's not your normal cookie scene i thought that was nice because her mom runs a bakery and uh, her mom wants uh, allison to take over the bakery but she's hesitant to do so because there's just so many memories in that town and uh so i thought there were some nice moments between her and her mom i think it's her mom says our choices mean something nothing is truly random and that was definitely kind of a theme of it and uh, there was a nice scene between her and her son where they're looking out at the stars and she's talking about uh, his dad. And I thought that was really sweet. And uh, then the, she starts encouraging her son to pursue his artistry and uh, he ends up making a background for the, for the um, band at the snowball. And uh, you also have a cute ice skating scene. And I thought that they did it really well where, I don't know. It, it it felt like people that didn't really know how to ice skate well, <laughs> and they were just allowed to kind of 
be sort of flailing about and I don't know it felt more authentic than some ice skating scenes I appreciated that <laughs> and then he realizes so there's the 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 Christmas ball the snowball and so they have a cute scene dancing together and uh and things are going really well but then he realizes that that what has happened and that tyler was the one who saved his life and uh so you know she's obviously kind of uh that's a lot to take in she's sort of upset upset by that she goes to the church the local church and uh and then her mom comes and basically they talk about her you know needing to that tyler would want her to be happy and uh, have a nice conversation and she goes back and she tells him and then they dance at the end and it was really sweet and it had a ton of heart i thought it was a lot better than the first one i i really i i think mostly because allison sweeney really delivered she did a good job and uh so i would give this one four crowns uh so there we go that's the four movies so we asked on twitter which one people liked the best and uh with 42 percent of the votes we have a christmas love story one so home yeah. of hall of fame and then we have christmas at dollywood with 32 percent time for you to come home for christmas is 14 percent, and homecoming for the holidays at 12 percent. so there we go uh we and then we have some comments our good friend scott at waiting in the pumpkin patch he says i like time for you to come home for christmas the best it had three count them three meet cutes an epic snow fort and a heartwarming storyline between mother and son as well as the love story so i agree with that uh so then Anne Rill says i only watched homecoming for the holidays but i enjoyed it again loved the music aspect and then uh, robert conley says i can't choose of hallmark because it's not who's better but it's the message hallmark movies help people deal with sadness overcome many different emotions but also it's the message that is love always wins out there's a person for everyone so don't be alone so that's nice lauren eagle says good weekend overall christmas love story was my favorite christian chenoweth and scott wolf had good chemistry and the music was great and it made me cry homecoming for the holidays was second i thought steven and laura were great together heather says homecoming for the holidays was perfection laura osnes is the real life princess and family dynamics were amazing no ridiculous miscommunication and three kisses this is a new favorite uh and then hippie chick 73 says i liked christmas at dolly with the best because it combined several of my favorite things such as dolly parton christmas in tennessee winter in the smokies and the imagination library all of those intertwined with the romance made it this hallmarky's favorite this past weekend fj thomas says, being from east tennessee you know it's got to be christmas at dollywood for me <laughs> and then last will stamberg says a christmas love story was my favorite great cast and one of the few hallmark christmas movies where i never saw the key scene coming so there we go that's the thoughts of everybody on twitter so thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it and hopefully we'll be able to have you back on again and hopefully you had a good time uh talking about these fun hallmark movies thank you so much yeah yeah so how can people follow you on social media all that fun stuff well um you can go to meganwirebacher.com and uh, i got all my links there you can go to meg wirebacher i i have other ones but if you just find meg wirebacher i'm pretty much any of them yeah <laughs> you can cool. find me there so 
All right. Well, we'll have all that in the description section. So make sure you check out Meg all over on her social media. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and everywhere else. And on Rotten Tomatoes, you're going to be putting out a lot of reviews in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you're keeping tabs on that. And make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media, iTunes, YouTube. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. That helps us out as well as well. Consider becoming a patron of the channel. We have so much fun talking about all of these, these movies and we try to do giveaways and exclusives, make it worth your while. All that information will be in the description section. And then we also have our merch store, which you should check out that has all kinds of things for the Hardys and the Hallmark in your life. If you're looking for a Christmas gift, uh, we have some really fun inspired designs and Christmas uh, holiday uh, designs by artist Jessica Miller. So check that out. And uh, it's just a lot of fun and we look forward to your thoughts. And thanks again, Meg. I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>